Welcome to iFollow. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the latest installation of i4o. Uh, I'm just trying to get my links all sorted out here. Um, I'm at the wheels of my OBS machine, and I am joined today by a, an interesting character and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, who's who's this Animoji here? Do you want to do a little introduction to yourself? Yeah, I got a little makeover. You guys might remember me as Irvin as last time, but now I have transformed myself into an electronic format, uh, Black Mirror style, and I will forever be living in a computer. You know, when I saw the initial reviews for the iPhone XS and XS Max cameras smoothing the face a little bit, I didn't think yeah. it would be this bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that effect, they really went overboard on that. And yeah, um, yeah they, they really should rethink of the uh, of, of changing that, reverting that back. But <laughs> it's the world we live in. It has cleared up my pores and my my uh, yeah, my skin looks super smooth now. It yeah, does. you look the youngest you've ever looked. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that, Kyle. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and. <laughs> There's Kyle as well. <laughs> Sup, y'all? Trying to find a way to looking older than roll, ever to gracefully roll into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, but um, hey, this is two. This is two in a row, boys. Yeah, dude. That's it. One two more. We row. call that a winning streak. I love it. Or something. It's almost a dynasty of episodes. <laughs> if you want to go into sports a little bit, but this is not a sports podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have a ridiculously packed show today despite the fact that i thought that we'd have basically nothing going into this week aside for like one big event that was going on um so just a quick recap um if for those of you who aren't watching the stream we have some news from microsoft shockingly uh we have amazon stuff to update you on uh now that urban's here our tesla correspondent we can get some <laughs> We can get some information on the whole Elon Musk debacle that's happened this week. Um, there's some more leaks to the sinking ship that is the Google conference next week. And we have some quoted dank Facebook hacks. So Facebook has had a another rough week. 2018 has not been a good year for them. Nope. <laughs> so without further ado let's roll into this week's quietest topic the microsoft surface event yeah uh, which just happened right before the show or just ended today yeah the event held a surface event uh specifically held in new york uh they announced uh an updates to their surface uh, laptops as well as their new surface pro 6 uh they now come in matte black the outside hasn't changed much and but the updates have been the insides have been updated mm -hmm. um to the new eighth gen processor so which should make them quite a bit faster than the last gen um one thing that was highlighted that was people are still sort of mad about that uh, microsoft's still on the new usb-c kick so they mm -hmm. declined or, yeah they declined to include any usb-c ports on these new products yeah. um and they say it's fro it's too early and most people haven't adopted it which i, mean, I sort of agree with i mostly disagree with that like that yeah. i would i would think that their biggest competition would be apple 
And if that's the case, they'd be looking to steal customers away from the already lagging MacBook Pro market. And I feel like as a result of that, they would want to capitalize on getting people over. And keeping a Type-C would be minimal hardware change for some of those people. Yeah. You know what they announced that does charge with USB-C? Their headphones. <laughs> Dude, come on. It's too early. <laughs> so they did announce Surface headphones for $350. They're apparently noise canceling. And I guess that makes them compete with uh, Bose uh, and has Cortana built in. So mm-hmm. it'll make you feel like Master Chief, I guess. Cortana yeah. in your ear at all times. Um, okay, so that means I have to go get them now. Um, <laughs> that's obviously. Day the first Halo came out was, can I be Master Chief? Can I be a faceless hero that no one ever knows? Yeah, yeah you can. Yes. Yeah. Especially now that Irvin has the ability to convert himself into a Memoji. He can be a faceless hero. You can. <laughs> um, My life is coming true. <laughs> I saw that, but um, yeah. So the service headphones are weird. Um, it's too early for Type C, yet it's the charging port for their headphones, which would pair great with a Type C laptop. But who knows why that didn't happen? Um, the Surface Studio Two looks kind of cool. Um, apparently, it has. They're touting it has fifty percent improved graphics performance, um, and. Granted, the last time that they released was December of 2016, so I think that was just about due for an upgrade anyway. Um, That being said, there is no new Surface dial, so that is something that Microsoft has been quiet on and not going into, but um, I the the Surface all-access thing is kind of interesting. Um, Being able to bundle a Surface device with accessories... Uh, for twenty four ninety nine a month for two years, um, and that's like it lets you. I think it lets you get a device with a payment plan, and you also get Office three sixty five. Is that right? I think that's yeah. how that works. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for uh, I, I yeah I missed this one. Yeah, I um, kind of like the sound of this. That's yeah, a- so like it's sort of what the iPhone upgrade program is. Like you pay a monthly fee, and you just get the iphone and then when you want a new one you just trade it in and you get the new mm-hmm. one you still keep paying the same amount yep i mean for for a laptop though i don't know or for service product i don't know if that because i i tend to own those types of devices longer than the typical like a year two year well i'm, I'm an outlier because i upgrade my phone every six months but um i don't know could yeah. be interesting for some people for sure. Yeah, no, I could definitely see like this and, and like even I think this is probably more meant for people who would want to either rent or not rent, but like pay the device in a more reasonable way in the same way that you would do with like a smartphone. Um I would argue that it almost makes the it, it almost makes them more accessible to people uh just offering payment plans for this. Um one other interesting thing, uh, and this is the last thing that is covered, um, is app mirroring. And Irvin knows a bit about app mirroring on Android for a Windows computer. Having You used to do that all the time for work-related stuff. Um, yeah, I did a while back. I used to use, uh, what was it, Pushbullet. Pushbullet was a good one. Mirroring your text messages on, on, on your desktop. Well, this one... Or- messages for like web came out or whatever well i meant in terms of the screen of the device 
Oh, right. So I don't yeah. think this is it. So I was reading into it. It's not that specifically. Okay, because that's that must be a misleading thing from the Verge article then. Yeah, no, it they call it app mirroring, but I read more into this. It basically lets you browse your phone, like it lets you look at photos on your what on your desktop as if they were on there, but they're actually on your phone, and use your text message and share like files quickly between. That's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not as it doesn't seem like it's as involved as like we were talking about last week where. Uh, with these iOS updates where uh, if I plug my phone in or if I'm near my phone, all of a sudden all my apps or all my files or my notes or whatever are automatically syncing to the to the desktop or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, we went further into it in last week, uh, episode 69. But um, nice. we uh, – <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it seems like just like you said, Irvin, where it's more like uh, you're essentially – casting your your phone screen onto the onto the windows 10 device now they did say that it's going to be able to be used with uh both android and ios which is a surprise to me yeah um but <clears throat> i do like the ability that once there's once the devices are synced together that you can easily share files you don't have to plug in wait for it to upload and download and things like that um it's just it, it hopefully hopefully obviously because it's i haven't tried it yet that it's it's a pretty seamless uh, transition once you get them synced together so it's it it resembles something that that we just talked about last week with apple it's not the exact same thing but i think it's a step in the right direction yeah so i'm reading a little bit more until it looks like it is more so right now it's not a full feature right now it only does photos and texting um but in a future update it'll mirror actual android app so it might be exactly that then because um, they did show a demo on uh stage of someone sending a snapchat message from their surface device interesting so yeah that is interesting it's like pretty much just leave your phone wherever it is and you can still do every pretty a, a lot of stuff probably not everything but a lot of stuff still just through so your desktop do you think this is more of a gimmick or do you think there actually is a legitimate reason that a pro user or a surface user would want this because I'm like struggling to grasp why a someone who is in the target demographic for a Surface Studio would want to mirror their Android apps onto it. I don't think it's Surface specific. I think it's just Windows 10 specific. But yeah, yes. um, I think they're trying to trying to uh, mirror what if you if you own an, uh, an iPhone and a Mac, th that those two integrate fairly well together. Mm -hmm. And I think they're trying to do that with now Android, um, okay, Windows. Um, cause windows phone doesn't exist anymore. So they have to do it with one phone yeah. manufacturer and they can't do it with iPhone cause the iPhone's locked down. So they don't have the ability to do, get into the actual like yeah. OS of it and do this in-depth mirroring stuff. But so I think they're trying to build out that ecosystem where if you are capture that audience, if you're an Android user and you use Microsoft, which I think there's a large amount of people who are that combination um yeah i don't think you're wrong there you can you can leave your phone wherever you don't need to get it every time you get a notification a lot of stuff you're already on your computer during the day during work or whatever um and just answer messages or look at notifications or, mm -hmm. yeah nice so i think i think it will be okay. used by people it makes sense right once yeah. you do the integration together because if you're if the People in the Iowa, the Apple ecosystem are, are used to that sort of now, not to this level though. No, I don't think. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, and I think it hits that that demographic that I think 
and it's just is my opinion, not not fact, not proven anywhere. But I think that most people who have multiple devices and want that integration are your creative types who are always working on the go. You're working out in the field all the time. It's basically 24-7 can be a work day depending on what your realm is. If you're a photographer and you see something, boom, you're on the job all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. To be able to integrate all these things seamlessly is a big thing for people who are on the go 24-7 who don't have to want to worry about, is my email going to be able to send this in this area? Am I going to be able to forward this along to my computer so I can send it here? It's if it's that seamless, if it's, if it's, hey, I take a picture or I take a picture, load it to my app on my phone, and then my phone just drops it on my, onto my desktop and I can start working on my editing right there, it, it's a much it, – it saves so much more time that you can go do more in your creative realm. And it also gives you that downtime that you wouldn't normally have. Irvin, you, you'd know better, and obviously Ryan, who's who's a, a, a friend of the show now, um, he's – you know these guys are taking pictures and then half their day is spent getting it home, getting it uploaded, getting the edited starting. It's, yeah. it's a much more seamless transition for me, for the creative types who I feel like are more than likely than others who are going to be using multiple devices at all times of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. I, I do want to take it back a second and talk about these headphones just because they have a, a couple of, <laughs> Like, it's, it's just, not the fact that you're an F1, uh, nerd and no, uh, not at all. <laughs> no. I just feel the need to weigh in on this. Um, I like the fact that it has automatic pause play. I think yeah. that's a nice feature. Uh, so when you take the headphones off your ears, it will automatically pause the music. That's nice. Uh, okay, um, that's sick. <laughs> the headphones weigh over just over half of a pound, so they're they're fairly light, but I think they're a little bit heavier. Like when it comes to headphones that in, that's in that market, yeah. Because um, you have the Bose, right? I have the QC thirty fives. I have the current Sennheiser um, Jubilee ones from Mastrop that are on my ears right now, and right below me, and the headphones that I used to use frequently on this podcast. I have the Vimoda M one hundreds. Um, so a small collection of over your yeah. headphones <laughs> um but yeah they it, i think it, it's probably closest in weight to the v modas if i had to draw a comparison somewhere maybe probably similar to m50x's so they are lighter than the no they're heavier than the qc35s yeah that that's for sure qc35s are like feathers yeah. well not that much because the qc35 is point what point five one pounds oh and okay. this says it's it uh 0.64 so maybe i just have no concept of weight <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it uh, so not 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 that much heavier yeah but then again so, you're a floating head so i don't know how much <laughs> i don't know how much credit i can give to you oh man i, I saw the wizard of oz that's all what, I'm what if i switch to like <laughs> What if I switch to like the poop emoji? Will you take me seriously, Len? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> about that. And I'd be forced to make more puns. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Oh, and one more thing before we move on to the next topic. I just wanted to close out with these headphones. Um, the charging is a little bit strange. It's They charge by USB-C in about two hours. Uh, two hours seems like a long time. For, for a headphone. For yeah. headphones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially with USB Type-C. So that leads me to like question how their power delivery is working for these headphones but i mean that's neither here nor there hopefully what's, they sound good but. what's that price point like com uh, compared to other that's headphones the same, headphone. that's the same cost as the qc35s 
So, so they're going after that market. Yeah, so. they're going for the high end. Yeah, and noise it's, canceling. I mean, like when you look at the feature set listed on this set of headphones, it pretty much mirrors with the exception of the automatic pause play, the functionality yeah. of the QC35 Gen 2, which has the Google Assistant built into it. Yeah. So it's just Microsoft's Microsoft is pulling a Samsung here and just reinventing the wheel with another pair of headphones. So um, to put it as like cynically as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I ho hopefully they sound good. That's to be uh, reviewed. Hopefully I can take a look at one at a store or something like that. Maybe like a, the local micro center or Best Buy will stock a pair so I can try. Or you can go to the Microsoft store. Or I can go to the Microsoft store. That's I probably totally forgot that was a thing. That they may have yeah, it there. They may. <laughs> I feel like Microsoft would probably put the new Microsoft products in a Microsoft oh, store. Yeah. That were announced at a Microsoft they event. They do look exactly like Apple Store, so I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if you got them confused. It's weird. The only difference between the Microsoft store and the Apple store is there's a bunch <laughs> of like strange people playing with a Vive in the front <laughs> of it, which isn't even a Microsoft product, which is a weird thing. But you know, right. it's neither here nor there. <laughs> um but yeah we should move on to the next topic for the sake of the time that we have but um some so good news yeah some good news hopefully some amazon employee employees can afford all these new microsoft products with the raises they just got yeah i mean it's, <laughs> it's i mean even then probably could, not no it's but, a bit of a stretch for minimum wage, but minimum wage that's great so it they're, is they're bumping their uh minimum wage to 15 dollars for all u.s employees um, and I think the thing that I, I love about the announcement the most is that it they said it's also going to apply to all holiday and temp employees as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's big to me because that's I mean, usually people get these jobs because they're desperate for cash around that time. Yeah. And, and to be able to go out and and show your worth at a job that is paying you what people are actually worth is is like it, i don't i don't know it's it's better than going to a retailer that i used to work at and getting hired at 725 an hour it's yeah. it's it's more than double that for better work better company growing company it's Absolutely. it's a huge step yeah right and, and then yeah they should have done this a lot i mean they're almost a trillion dollar company I mean, like they're making money hand over fist you could say amazon it, could have done a lot of things a while ago <laughs> It's true. It's but true. But it's been, yeah, there's been more and more news that they're, especially like the, the, the warehouse workers aren't being treated well. Yeah. They're not getting the, you know, they're being overworked. We even reported on that. Yeah, we oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like so. how it applies to part-time as well. You mentioned yeah. uh, temporary and seasonal, but part-time is a nice thing too. So even like people who just get a summer job or people who are working somewhere when they're traveling for school, if they want to just get a job yeah. working in an Amazon warehouse or something, that's nice. Um, yeah. The other nice thing that I like is that this is effective next month, which is very, very quick of a, yeah. of a rollout. And just in time for that big holiday high. Yeah, really. And uh, this will enable a lot of their employees to begin saving for the holiday season, which is coming up. So that's a nice little perk that they're going to have. Um, and then the nice, th there's another nice thing on top of that, which is the employees who are already making 15 an hour will also see a pay raise. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So I like that. I'm, I'm happy with yeah. this decision. Yeah. And from what I've what I heard on the news earlier, uh, they are 
you're already seeing a rip uh, a trickle effect or a ripple effect if you will um where they said that target and walmart and best buy are all uh considering raising their minimum they didn't say matching but raising their minimum uh pay across the board for everybody including part-time holiday hires uh and, and so forth so i think that Everybody, I mean, we all know that everybody wants to try and keep pace with Amazon. And if it's mm -hmm. keeping pace with the way we treat and pay our employees, I'm all for it. Yeah. And usually Silicon Valley is the, whether it's from Seattle or San Francisco, um, both of them are pretty much the same in terms of influence from the Silicon Valley tech, big tech company perspectives. Um, those two industries are usually in those cases, the leaders in these types of policy changes. And a lot of companies, like you're saying, want to follow suit with that. Oh, yeah. And um, thank you, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing to note. Um, so their their starting pay does vary by location. Uh, so, for example, if you were working in a warehouse in Austin, Texas, you might start at ten dollars an hour. Um, and as opposed to thirteen fifty an hour in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Um, so. It's it's a it's a different size raise for different employees. Um, that being said, there um, it, it's really like it's comprehensive. They're doing this for uh, London and the rest of the UK as well, going from nine fifty euros to um, or going from I'm sorry, what was it? Uh, raising oh. yeah, they're raising wages for employees to a minimum of ten fifty pounds and nine fifty pounds. So. I don't know what the number was before that, but they're raising the cost in London. And we, we reported on we reported specifically on problems that were happening in a London warehouse um, the one time. So hopefully that increases the quality of life for those employees. And it's always good to see people getting paid for the work that they deserve. Um, one thing to note, uh, Bezos last year earned $1.7 million. <laughs> Which is not that much if you think about it. Yeah. In terms of CEO, well, he is the richest person yeah. in the world ever yeah. to live on this planet. Yeah. So, yeah, just one point seven just isn't pretty much nothing to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man. We have Amazon, and then Target and Walmart are following suit. So, those that's going to be nice. Um, although it's much slower for those two companies. Yeah. Yeah, it's Target is going to be raising the minimum hourly wage to fifteen dollars by twenty twenty, and Walmart announced plans in January, in January, yeah, to raise its minimum wage to eleven dollars. So I mean, it's it's they said it in January and it still hasn't really happened yet. So, we'll that's because that's because Bernie Sanders didn't yell at them specifically yet. Yeah, I'll get to them. Bernie It'll Sanders happen. is gonna make his way around, and there's a there's a mention in here about Bernie Sanders, so. Hopefully he does round robin all these big companies and raise, <laughs> force them to raise their minimum wage by yelling. <laughs> I wonder how low on the totem pole he's going to go, though. <laughs> he's yelling at the blockbuster. Like, yeah, I'll get to like, shop right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he Joe's goes, Crab Shack in in Maryland. Yeah. Like, yeah that one specifically. Just yeah, the like, one in Maryland, nowhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, just it's it's just like a locally owned business. Like you need to pay your people better. <laughs> yeah, it's like you were person. in the black last year. You need to pay it back to your employees. Yeah, there's like a little food <laughs> place in the complex I live in. I just hear him yelling from my window. Yeah, <laughs> just yelling at the cafe in our building for work. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the deli. 
<laughs> oh man he's like 95 still going around to any he just pulls over at any business he sees yeah. and just yells at who, whoever's behind the counter it doesn't matter who it is 30 years from now it's just a kid carrying around a tape recorder with bernie sanders is recording yelling <laughs> <laughs> either that or he's just he's become part of the symbiote and he's just or he comes back at like like Ernie has done yeah yeah yeah, he buys us <laughs> and just Memoji Sanders running around yelling at people. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man, Memoji Sanders. Yeah, that's 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 worse than gritty. That's nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with gritty, I do encourage you to just Google search gritty. He's the, everyone he's, has to be. He's making like national television shows. Yeah, he, he was, was he was on John Oliver this past weekend. He was. Yeah, he's been on. He's been on Jimmy Fallon. He's been on John Oliver. The dude is everywhere. So if you've been he hugged the fanatic. Room. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, he danced with Fallon. Yeah, and he's he was like the, what the most searched term last week. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's incredible. It's fantastic. Yeah, his name is Gritty instead of so don't search Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Search Gritty. Get it right. Yeah, <laughs> or he will find you. Yeah, dude, his <laughs> his backstory is just as terrifying as his looks. Yeah, it's dude, been they've weird. embraced it. They were like, no, we're going to be weird on this one. Yeah, they're like, he's been living under the Wells Fargo Center for years, <laughs> eating hot dogs, surviving off of nothing but hot dogs. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. No, he's great. Um, something else uh, that's incredible, speaking of which, the, <laughs> is the SEC settling Jesus. their charges with Elon oh. Musk. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to say the SEC is incredible. <laughs> No, 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 not the FCC. Oh, Those guys are No, no, no. I meant, I, I thought you were going to end the sentence right there and say the SEC oh. is incredible. <laughs> no, just the concept of this whole thing is incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so this past weekend has been a wild ride, if, especially if you're a... Uh, enlighten me. A, a Tesla shared holder. It looked like cryptocurrency yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. So um, after last week's show on Friday after... Uh, no, on Thursday night, um, after the markets closed, SEC filed a lawsuit against Elon Musk uh, for his tweet that he did uh, beginning of August saying that he's uh, thinking about taking Tesla private um, with um, at $420 and he said funding secured. Um, there's a debate whether that funding secured is accurate or not. And SEC um, uh, sued Elon Musk for that um, on Thursday night. Um, then news came out that there's apparently like a settlement on the table, but Elon refused to take it. Um, and the stock dropped 17, 16 or 17% Friday morning on all throughout Friday. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. Um, and, um, you can either look at that that way if you'd be freaking out selling all your Tesla stock or look like, Oh, look, flash sale, buy more Tesla stock. Yeah. <laughs> if you're crazy enough. Um, and then uh, on, uh, I think it was Sunday, um, uh, SEC released a, uh, um, a press release saying that they have settled uh, with Elon uh, with uh, a settlement of uh, $20 million that Elon has to personally pay to the SEC as a fine and then also an additional $20 million for Tesla themselves to pay um, as a fine. And one of the other stipulations is that 
he will remain a CEO, but he has to, he has to step down as chairman uh, of yeah. the company, mm -hmm. and they have to hire an uh, an, uh, an outside chairman, an independent chairman, within forty five days. So um, for anybody in the chat, I put the Tesla stock over the last five days up oh on the God. stream. It yeah. looks like cryptocurrency. Yeah. So with this news of the settlement uh, that happened on Sunday, when the markets opened. Um, on Monday morning, um, the stock jumped right back to where it was before the the uh, the lawsuit news came out on Thursday night. Uh, so uh, it's like nothing happened. It's like there's this huge dip and then it's yeah. right back where it was. Yeah. So if you were uh, dumb enough to buy in um, on Friday, you made out well. Um, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> if you were like, okay, I'm just going to go all on on this and whatever um i think they hit their annual low from um they were close if they didn't hit it but they were fairly close yeah. it went out all the way down to let's see year to date that yeah that's pretty pretty close so everyone was worried that um this they he was going to be ousted as ceo um that's what everybody was freaking out about on friday um because most people um, a lot of people a lot of uh bears tesla bears are um for elon right um and without elon they think that tesla isn't tesla anymore mm -hmm. which i tend to agree with um he makes the company what it yeah, is he's arguably the heart and soul of the company yeah um so that's what everyone is freaking out and now that uh, the news came out that he's still ceo but no longer chairman um i don't know how much right that doesn't really make a difference um they yeah, can so hire another chairman right so he's the CEO is still in charge. Yes, so. I was going to say, so for like those those people who aren't familiar with like what that means for his influence over the company. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the companies like the public companies and most private companies have board members and there's always a chairman of the board that is typically the CEO, but not always. Um the, the chairman sort of overrules the board or overlooks the board, right? As the head of the board, basically. Right. Um, and now they just have to t hire a third party to be the head of the board. Um, and now he, they also will now um, be, pay closer attention to what he tweets. Um, <laughs> anything related, you know, financially to Tesla, I think will be going through a filter now. Um, anything else is still, you know, whatever Elon wants to say on Twitter, but yeah. I think overall, I think this might be a good thing. Probably, um, you know, I mean, like he probably should retain some degree of autonomy when it comes to his Twitter habits, just because he can be very entertaining. But that being said, that entertainment comes at a pretty steep cost for their stock. So. Yeah. Now, I'll ask you, Irvin, and I mean, mm -hmm. Matt, feel free to weigh in, but why do you think that, that Elon and the board decided against uh, the settlement that that the SEC had offered them because it seems like I mean obviously this is just people in yeah. the business realm a lot of talking heads saying these kinds of things not that they're not experts but mm -hmm. why do you think that they did it it seems generally that most people think it was a bad idea he in this case he would not have had to have stepped down he would not have had to have yeah. admit guilt in any way and it would have been a much smaller fine than the 20 million from both himself and the company you mean the original settlement that was offered to him yeah 
Yeah, the one that from, from back in August. Yeah, so the, the, the original settlement, actually. So the original settlement that was presented to him before this all, the entire, the SEC sued Elon, uh, included the fact that they wanted to remove him as CEO. And he didn't want any of that. That's why I think he they uh, he denied that offer, that settlement. He's like, I'm not doing that. Uh, so I'm gonna go go to court with them. And then over the weekend, they're like, they just settled the entire thing. Um, yeah. So I think that mainly why the why he wanted to you know, really fight for be, staying as CEO. Fight. Mm-hmm for that okay so essentially it would have been so i think i just i may have missed a certain detail when i was when i was looking into it so essentially it would have been you don't have to admit it but get out yeah so you don't have to do yeah, anything he, wrong but get right out, but but yeah. you're not here anymore but okay well and it's basically just them taking a risk on 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 themselves or or elon taking a risk on himself and to me i, I don't and again this is getting this gets into a much bigger bigger topic that we don't have to get into right now but a lot of people in the business realm seem to think that he's very reckless. And I yep. think that a lot of the things that he's done have paid, has paid off. Right. Uh, I mean, look at the success of himself and the yep. company, but a lot of people think that he's very reckless and to have the board follow him and not accept the deal again, to me is, it could be worrying depending on where you fall on, on the fence. And I know obviously you being a, a, a huge supporter of Tesla, not that we, we aren't, but obviously we've talked about it to, to, yep the end of time on this podcast about how you are big into Tesla and how you're a big Elon supporter. What do you have to say to the people who might be on the fence about like, Hey, listen, uh, he's a little reckless and now the board is showing that they're just as reckless as he is. Right. So you don't get to do what he's has done in the past, whatever, 10, 15 years uh, that includes with Tesla as well as, well as uh, SpaceX, what they, what he has achieved without being reckless, at least a little bit. Yeah. So I think he's always been reckless because that type of mentality. Uh, there's stories out that uh, Tesla was, you know, three weeks away from bankruptcy um, at one point. So was so was SpaceX, and he was willing to fight down to the last bit of it to make it work. Um, so I think that that sort of recklessness has always been in him, and now it's just becoming more and more public as as he's being pressured. Uh, especially from Tesla, trying to get make Tesla profitable. I think he's feeling the pressure, and um, he's just letting sort of letting that's a little bit of that steam out on Twitter. Um, and uh, he sort of has to stop. I didn't I didn't like the tweets, especially the one related to the um, the diver in Thailand. Right, yeah. that was uh, that was uncalled for. Those type of stuff. Just a like, bit. Yeah. Those types of stuff has to stop. He he just needs to focus on on doing what he does best, working on the company and making good good products and good things for the future, um, and yeah. developing that. Yeah, I I agree. I think that when these things, like you said, a lot of these tweets, a lot of the inappropriateness, stuff like that, I didn't care about the whiskey and the and the, yeah, the joint right. on on Joe Rogan's podcast. That didn't right. bother me at all uh, because it's legal where he did it and it's whiskey so who cares it's an adult right. podcast it's not a big deal bothered um, the air force what? <laughs> so they bothered the air force well yeah yeah but i i do honestly think that like it's 
those are the things that if he calms those down and you just look at, hey, look, his reckless, quote unquote, reckless moves in business have paid off every time because the guy is a genius. The guy knows what he's doing. And really, he's it, it seems like a lot of his business ideas are pushing what we can do in the future as a people. And yeah. that I want him to continue to do. But the the part where people start to get scared is when you let that recklessness blend into every single part of your life that necessarily did not show that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's a it was a very quick settlement too it was it was um like probably quote in here in the same cbc article that says uh, well the quickest sec settlement uh in history (laughs) um it was real fast yeah real fast and it um, looks like it was a sort of a compromise um between each parties and they didn't really want to drag it out both of them so they're like all right we'll just settle this he was like get it over with he's like i still want to be ceo like don't don't take that from me and they were like all right cool well you just got to do all this 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 you gotta pay this fine call today and be careful on twitter right you can take ambien and you can go on twitter but you can't do both at the same time (laughs) (laughs) and especially talk about tesla finances yeah um um Somewhat other uh, related Tesla news. Um, they have announced, so quarter three just ended, and they have announced that they have doubled the amount of del- deliveries in just one quarter. Uh, so typically companies, when they announce you know, quarterly or- earnings, they look at how much they have increased from the same time last quarter or last year. Um, and they typically do like, what, 15, 20% increase in revenue or the amount of product that they make or sold. Um, but Tesla just did that within going from quarter one to quarter two. So they have made uh, delivered twice as many cars, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, previously, yeah. Tesla or Elon has said they were in, um, you know, production hell. Now they're in uh, delivery hell. Um, they even asked for uh, existing owners to go out and help out in deliveries and educating people. Uh, on their new cars as they're picking them up because the actual people who had to do the paperwork and everything, the actual Tesla employees didn't have time to do that. They just had times like, here's your key. All right, thanks, bye. And then yeah. move on to the next one. That's how busy they were the past two weeks. So Elon has actually reached out to uh, uh, owners and, and go and, and I, No, I, I didn't get a chance, but I've seen a lot of videos to of, of people going out on their free time during like, uh, weekdays, afternoon, also weekends, like going to the service centers and just talking to f- future owners that are there f- to pick up their cars, like educating them and telling them, okay, how do you do this? How to set up the app and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it really like was awesome to see like everyone come together and help out. Um, hopefully they don't need to do that in the future, but I'm, I'm, they're just going through a huge push uh, Dude, right I'm, now. I'm telling on you. I'm that telling I didn't, you. That I'm I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I'm letting them know. <laughs> I'll DM him today. I promise you. All there's right, gonna be right. there's, my yeah, new you... digital friend. He won't even go out and tell people. He won't leave his computer screens. Ridiculous. The, the funny thing is, is that you literally could directly tweet Elon Musk and be like, and he might respond. This. He might chance. say some reckless yeah. things. Yeah. We don't know. Due to 3 a.m., your chances of him responding are probably a little bit better. <laughs> So, um, so the little thing... break breakdown of the numbers, uh, just to give a little perspective. So right. in last quarter, they delivered a total of 18,440 model threes. 
Um, and this quarter they delivered 55,840. Uh, <laughs> um, just a bit. Wow. Yeah, just a bit. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just just you know, a bit. They stole, thing... sold. Yeah, they sold a total. They delivered a total of eighty three thousand five hundred cars. That includes the S and the X as well. Um, and they stated that the demand for the S and X hasn't been hurt by people ordering the Model Three. So that's been consistent. You know, I've been I have been seeing more Model Threes yes. on the road. I you know what? Any other Tesla now? Yeah. Yesterday I saw three, and I'll you know you guys know my commute. It's very short. Yeah, and I saw three. I went to work in the morning. I saw one. I went to lunch to go back home. Right? I went, or no, I went. Yeah, we went out to lunch. Right? On Monday? No, we didn't. Um, that was last week. Yeah, that was last week. <laughs> Never mind. So yeah, I went to I went home eat. I saw one then. I went. I know on my drive home, I saw another one. I saw three in one day on my very 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 short commute. Yeah, no, that's like, that that's literally like a two block commute yeah. equivalent yeah. for those of you who are trying to get an idea of how far it is. So within yeah. the span of like a quarter mile, you, yeah. you saw three of that. That's, and then usually like you only see like, and we, we happen to be in an area where there's like some Tesla dealerships and, or not dealerships, but like Tesla stores and um, fairly close to an area where people where they're popular. So, yeah. Right. But still, three in that such a small radius is impressive in itself. Yeah, and so. it's just crazy how much they have grown. And uh looks like so they, they met all the expectations that they set out for themselves for quarter three. They didn't announce any uh, thing about their financials, if they made uh, any profit, because that was a, one of the other big goals that they set forward for themselves, that Q3 was going to be profitable. They haven't said anything about that. We'll see if that's actually the case, but they are selling a crap ton of cars. They are making them and also setting them because I was talking about to Matt uh, uh, prior to the show, but they don't make a car if there's no owner for it. So they they sell the yeah. when they make a car, there's an owner waiting for it. They put down a deposit. They're ready to. Yeah, because my question uh, for just to catch the listeners up, anyone after the fact was, I was confused why their stock was low, but despite the fact that their production was so high and the clarification that you said where only they only make cars that have a scheduled owner yep. is only further baffles me <laughs> right because any other every other car car manufacturer just make makes cars and then dealers buy them and then they sit on the lot and then someone comes by and they buy it yep. off the lot uh, Tesla doesn't operate that way. You go online, you order the car, and Tesla makes it. They deliver it. And yep. Pick it up. That being said, um, I know nothing about stock prices, so my knowledge of their stock cost. Oh yeah, is I know. Not in any way, indicative. Stock fell a little bit today, but that's fine. No yeah. one understands the stock market. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it has been a great quarter. Um. So far, in terms of the the production and also delivery numbers, I will see for. Uh, um. The actual finances if they actually made any profit this quarter fingers crossed that they did if they didn't hopefully they got close yeah um so all these new orders that they're getting that are getting their model threes will uh hopefully enjoy the uh, new autopilot pilot version with a hidden not not so hidden mad max mode should uh, <laughs> be interesting that sounds so, really reassuring for something called <laughs> autopilot yeah <laughs> 
So um, autopilot um, has been, has had different versions out there, um, different versions of hardware as well as software. Um, and uh, Tesla is gonna is in the process of releasing now a new version that takes it to another level. Um, so if you own one of the newer cars, you will get these features. Um, one of the main highlights of it is that it will automatically navigate the car based on uh, the navigation that you put in. Uh, so if you put in a destination and um, you're going on a highway, it'll automatically go on that highway, change lanes uh, by itself, uh, like uh, pass other cars that are perhaps going slow in front of you automatically without you doing anything. And if you're going from one highway to another, it'll automatically do that exchange, like go off an exit, go onto another highway and then merge onto that another highway without you touching the wheel, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so they're releasing this update uh, and the Mad, the Mad Max mode is related to the aggressiveness of how quickly it changes the lanes. Depending on where you live, you sort of have to be assertive on how you change lanes. If you're driving in center Philly, you really have to be assertive and like, oh, I'm I'm definitely going into this lane no matter what, if you're going to move or not, um, uh-huh. for example. Uh, so if you live in one of those areas, you might want to turn on Mad Max mode where it'll be sort of aggressive in terms of its lane changes. Does so, it honk for you too? Please tell me it honks for you too. <laughs> that would be great. They did not mention that it will honk, <laughs> but that would, be, that would be a great feature. It would be. Uh, so great you when we were driving to pick up your not a flamethrower you demonstrated right, right. its ability to change lanes as it stands in your autopilot mode right um can you walk so, me through like some of the differences between sure. what you have and yeah. what this offers because yeah. it doesn't like i, I can't i'm struggling yeah. to come sure. up with the gap yeah 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 so for me when i when i have the very early versions of autopilot so when i drive down the highway i have to I, I put in a destination. I have my navigation on. It doesn't care about where it's going. It's just going on a straight line. It's following lanes, it, the lane, uh, and it's looking at the car in front of me, keeping a distance. That's all it's doing. With mm-hmm. and when I want to make a turn or move into not a turn, but a move over to another lane, I have to turn on the turn signal and indicate that okay, I want to go to this lane. With this new update, you don't have to do any of that. So all you do is just enter your final destination. And it will go on the highway, right? You still have to drive on regular roads, but when you're on the highway, it'll go on the highway. It'll pick the most efficient lane in that highway, go around cars automatically without you indicating that you want to do that. It'll make that decision for you. And then when there's an off-ramp or an exit that you have to take, it'll take that exit. If If that exit is going to another highway, it'll automatically transition to that on another highway and merge onto without you doing anything. If that exit is going off to a residential road, then it indicates that you have to now take over and drive. Huh. So that's way more powerful. Than yes. That. So freaking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Cause it's so cool. It's so cool. And it is so terrifying at the same time. I feel <laughs> like, like when you're just sitting in the car <laughs> and then just decides that it wants to change a lane. 
and you didn't make that decision the car did for itself yeah i, I like still get nervous if my uber driver drives a little differently than i would i'm still like oh crap we're gonna die on my way to wherever i'm going and now i have to worry about my car doing it for me well no the the one thing uh, that i have up on the screen that's important to note is that there is a lane change confirmation checkbox yeah. so you can set it so that way it won't yes. just jump you with a right. lane change at it, seven it, well, no, i mean i'm setting that feature if i have the car yeah right? but i'm gonna pee myself a little bit every single time it does it yeah, yeah so you can go full board and let it do whatever it decides it wants to do or you can say or have the car say i suggest that you move over to this lane now because either you have an exit coming up let's say you're on the left side of the highway and there's an exit on the right coming up in like a two miles it's like oh you should move over to these lanes and then you can do the the turn signal yourself or if you're like okay i'll just let autopilot decide for me then you can turn that on Mm -hmm. I just hope since this is a Mad Max mode for how aggressively it drives, I hope there's a similar mode for how aggressively it suggests that you move lanes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, hi, hi, sir. We suggest that you move to the left soon so you can pass this vehicle in front of you. And then the next one is just like, listen, MF, it's yeah. about time you move to the left. <laughs> it takes out, it just pulls a fury road and like one of those guys comes out of your trunk and just like hits the car <laughs> behind you with a spear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it replaces your hubcaps with spikes. Just... Yeah, yeah, it's just Mad Max mode. It literally turns any highway into Fury Road. <laughs> oh, man, makes this you just, a threat. This is just crazy that this is coming out over with a, a free software update. Um, that just makes like just a whole nother level from different like car manufacturers. Yeah, and people who the, those fifty thousand people who pick the, their cars up. Over the past, over the next couple of weeks, when they get this update on their car, it'll change the completely how their car drives. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy, crazy that they do that via software. Like yeah, they, like they they go ahead and they stuff this car. Like this is a model that I wish that more industries, including other auto manufacturers, would take advantage of. They pick a bunch of hardware that they know they'll be using in a year or two. And they fill or the 10. car with it, or ten, and they fill the car with that hardware. And then, as the te as the software catches up to the hardware, they begin to slowly enable these features. And I think that's like that's just a testament to why this company is as loved as it is by its consumers. And I think that is plays a huge factor into the loyalty that their that their drivers have to the company. Like you were saying, they were volunteering their time to spread information about Tesla. Yeah. Like the last time I heard of that happening for anything else, and it was probably for like a church. It <laughs> right. wasn't for Tesla. Yeah. So like the, the church of Elon. Yeah. Yeah. Strong. Uh oh. People, uh oh. We don't want to get there. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go too deep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um. But you could say the SEC was his uh, crucifixion, but that, that that's a different story for a different day. But um. Hey, hey, Irvin. Yeah. That Memoji smile is real cute. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you just popped up with that full-on smile like that. Uh, I mean, I can't do it because you're digital, but <laughs> man, let me tell you, I like it. I'm trying to wink, but it's freaking out. <laughs> That's fun. It's A for effort. Oh, uh... <laughs> but uh, no, I I like the fact that um, this is just rolling out for free as a free update to their yeah. consumers i'm happy and this it. is just the beginning they're they're planning to do full autonomy 
uh in the next i i would say i would say in the next five years that'll be the out. free part to me is so key too because it's like yeah okay yeah. You, you look at that initial price tag the thing that you bought and yeah. it's like wow that's hefty but on top of it you know that there's going to be constant like like matt was saying there's going to be constant improvements right. to your yeah. vehicle yeah. throughout its so life cycle th this feature does cost initial like what to enable all this does cost you five thousand dollars as an option um so it's not free but it will free updates in the future so they'll never that, yeah, charge for yeah. an update but it does you know not that's everybody a, will get this feature even though they might have a new model 3 or a new model s it's a future proofing um, tax it is but the hardware is there so if you want to add it later it's it's a yeah. in-app purchase I mean. like, if i go buy a sonata tomorrow like I, I'm right. not going to yeah. get Max Fury Road in, yeah. in five years. Right. It's not yeah. going to happen. You pay an extra, get... yeah. You pay an extra five grand for leather seats, not for yeah. autonomous driving. Yeah, I have to get the I have to get the 2024 Sonata so I can punch people through with my car. Like that's what I have to do there. It's... Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely compelling as an option for. I just said punch someone with my car. Isn't that just running them over? If you're gonna, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just running someone over with your car i don't think there's yeah no it's there's a couple steps that happen in between those two things but you know <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially the same thing it is it isn't here if it isn't anywhere else it is in my heart <laughs> but uh like we should this. we should we have a few more topics to wrap up so yep. we should move Let's on and get this show on the road before it becomes a an all-nighter but um we have an event next week just to quickly cover um it's a google event so we know basically everything there is to know about the pixel 3 we've covered some of the leaks in earlier episodes uh as opposed to anything else they may be offering we only know of one other thing at the moment um yeah, maybe two maybe two maybe three yeah we, we we can we can wager that there are some ideas we definitely right. the, the pixel watch is not going to happen that's so, for sure. Yeah, that's depressing, but that's that's like I said, that's fine. But whatever. Um, the You're Pixel, not the, no, it's, no, I'm not bitter. The Pixel Three is all but basically like they might as well just leak the slideshow for the next week, so we can just look over it before look for spelling errors. Um, I would love if they uh, just went on stage and like, oh, you already seen it. Thanks. Bye. It'll be like five yeah. minutes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or this is the or this is the grandest like misdirection ever concocted oh, by any wow. company ever and it's a completely different product from what they were leaking so that's a conspiracy going floating around there i don't know if i believe it i don't know but I, we'll, i'm pretty we'll sure that we know yeah i'm pretty sure we know um there was there were rumors that there was a cheaper pixel phone uh kind of in the same line as the iphone 10r but that has also been put to rest as well um, just from the sheer number of leaks, they probably, I mean, they could surprise us with that. Um, but like I said, the, the surprises aren't exactly going to be in high quantities, uh, at this event. The one thing that is nice is this phone manages to have a notch and dual front facing speakers, stereo speakers at the same time. Yeah. So that would be nice if they are stereo. Um, if they're just dual front facing, that's, that's still a plus, but. Um, it would be nice. Um, and then, yeah, it's pretty much just the internals we don't know about and what the cameras are capable of. Hopefully they're an improvement. Um, right. But 
um, the one thing that I do find funny about this is that we just recently, over the past week, found out about a new product, um, thanks to none other than Best Buy. Um, they accidentally sold a customer the new Chromecast, which was unannounced. <laughs> Um, it's the best way to do it. Yeah, so you know, they the Best Buy all they had to do was just wait until October 9th, but I guess somebody wanted to get an early start on their metrics for the month of October. So yeah, why would you do that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they so it started off with a, a story on Reddit. Um, this user wanted to purchase a Chromecast and they noticed that there was a mysterious Chromecast box in the shelf that had a different font and looked different physically than all the other ones they're like oh it must be the chromecast ultra but when they went to go check it out and purchase the product itself uh they got the, the the computer used to ring up this product returned an error saying that the SKU was not registered yet which should have been a red flag to the employee yeah. um uh-huh. but instead they, <laughs> instead they sold it as the previous generation chromecast they just marked it up as that one and sold it to the guy so now he has acquired a brand new third generation Chromecast. Yep. Um, but it looks like it doesn't work because it needs an update. <laughs> the update servers aren't online yet. <laughs> yeah. So. so it can't do anything with it. There's a mysterious uh, mention of Bluetooth on the box because I know previous Chromecast did not include Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. So people have been speculating what that Bluetooth could be used for. It could be a remote, um, perhaps. Yeah. Or it could be the new streaming service that Google's testing out this week <laughs> or that they announced <laughs> that they're testing out game streaming service where you don't need to have a powerful computer. You can stream that uh, game over the Internet mm-hmm. um, through the Chrome browser. And this is a Chromecast. So if you put those two together, could have a compelling product there. And who knows if this will be more feature packed than previous generation Chromecast, what the software experience will be like. Um, as opposed to the older generations, um, because I, I, a part of me really wants to see an update to the Nexus box. Mm. Um, you want like a mini Android TV puck. Yeah, like a first-party Android TV puck. Yeah. I think that would be a pretty big game-changer yeah. for Google. Because I, I, the, the Fire TV stick has been a huge hit. Yeah. Right? And this would sort of be in competitive competitor and we know that google's not one to shy away from competing with amazon so i would imagine that they would have probably something up their sleeve for that and um i guess we'll just have to wait until the conference to find out what this thing how it functions and what it looks like uh in other colors but we know we know that there's one coming i'm kind of surprised that none of these things were live like you said the update servers aren't online yet or anything like that so it's not working properly just because usually uh with some you know, with things coming out, street dated, things like that, usually the the preparation is done on the back end already. Uh, I know like there's been times where I worked at GameStop for nine years and there was times where I would get a phone call from my district manager at like four o'clock the day before a release and they'd be like, hey, uh, someone in New Jersey sold it, so go ahead and sell it. And like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's it's live, just go ahead. I'm like, okay, so we just pull it out and start selling. I think the last one before I left the company was The Witcher, someone sold that at like 4 30 and we had people who already came in to pay it off for the midnight launch that night i'm like if you want to come back i mean we, you can have it right now so <laughs> yeah um, but that's because i mean it's very different 
different industry, obviously, but um, it's, I wasn't surprised to see that they were still like, no, we planned this event already. Don't let him use it yet. Yeah. But I also would not have been surprised if they're like, ah, all right, fine. Just go ahead. I wonder if that was the case. Like, I wonder if Google saw this thing, like they saw this Verge article break and they were like, crap, we got to shut this down <laughs> and like disabled it for at least just that specific model of the Chromecast. Um, but who knows? We'll find what out. They, what else are they going to say at the event? <laughs> I think everything else is leaked. Yeah, like, you mentioned a couple of other things. So we we got to see a couple of uh, Google Home hubs earlier this year, one from uh, uh, JBL, another one from Lenovo. It's basically a Google Home with a screen, and looks like now Google is planning to make their own uh, this year. Um, that got leaked. A picture of that got leaked mm-hmm. uh, as well, so that's expected to be announced. Um, there's also a pixel stand for your new pixel phone, um, which just supposedly offers uh, wireless charging capabilities. So pre- previous pixel phones didn't have wireless charging, but looks like this third version will, uh, potentially have it. And there's also the pixel two pixel book two got leaked leaked as well. Um, in, uh, I wonder how they could refresh that, um, yeah, so the bezels were pretty big on that thing. So I think there's a trend to, to eliminate bezels. So I'm hoping for smaller bezels and a, a yeah. s- hopefully a, a, a slightly uh, higher rest screen, um, potentially built in LTE. And there's I saw rumors that it could dual boot Windows 10. I don't know yeah, why it would do that. I don't know why a Chromebook would need Windows. It already does Android, and now they just put Linux on Chromebooks. Like, you can have full-blown Linux, yeah. and now you have now a third operating system that you can dual boot into. Yeah. That it pretty just much covers all not? your bases. Yeah, just because you can. For like, some people, not? like, they want maybe, they want the Pixel experience, the, the Chromebook experience, so, like, the minimalist, they just want an internet browser, a couple of Android apps that run, uh, that need to do, but if they want to go like more in depth and run those specific pieces of software that needs windows. It's for those people maybe. And it's probably an option that you can turn it on and say, okay, I want windows yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's if it doesn't really cost them that much in terms of right, developing that feature and it just makes it available and there's, it's there for people who want it mm-hmm. and people who like the hardware ready for the pixel book could be a benefit for them and could they may might might sell more yeah no I'm, I'm definitely interested in following this and seeing what google has to announce and what's confirmed and what isn't and if there are any surprises left because honestly i would be surprised at the surprise if there was any left to talk about um but yeah uh that's the event is october 9th so we have a little bit of time to wait yeah a so week from today one week for, yeah hopefully by next week's episode if we want we can probably just push it a day and do just a week from now and cover the aftermath of the event on the same day um that might be worthwhile to do so we'll talk about that when we get there when we get closer um for those of you who are following do keep an eye out on the twitter um because i should be announcing when we do plan on having the next episode, but focusing on this one, we have one more big topic to cover, and this is the ca- this is the capstone, the keystone of the episode. Um, Facebook, 
was hacked. And this is not good in the way in the wake of news. If you searched Facebook this week, the headlines that you found would be terrible. <laughs> it would not be a good week. It, it, it must not be a good week to be Zuckerberg. 2018 is really not his year. Um, no. So Facebook discovered um, in the Tuesday, uh, 25th of September, that they were breached and the amount of users is now 50 million from the last announcement. So um, the attackers, this is the largest attack in Facebook's history at 50 million impacted users. And it's severe because they stole their access tokens, which is arguably just as bad as getting your login credentials. So what they took was a security key that allows you to stay logged in over multiple browsing sessions without having to enter your password every time. So basically, if you have this token, you can just log in as that user as if you had already signed in previously. Yeah, without um, the need for any username and password. Yep. So Kinda... that's a huge security oversight. The fact that they were able to just quickly get 50 million users. So... Yeah. Like I would tell people change your password, but like they didn't really get access to your password. They didn't need to. Yeah. The flaw the flaw was found in the uh, Facebook view as feature. So uh, when you're editing your profile, there's an option in your in the Facebook to to uh, select a view as. So if you want to see what your Facebook profile looks to friends of friends or people who you have you have no connection to whatsoever, you can see that. And there's a flaw in that where uh, people could capture those uh, access tokens. Yeah. Um, and uh, Facebook did notify people who have used that particular feature uh, in the past, I think, six months or a year, maybe two years. Um, and they have notified those users. I haven't gotten notification because I don't think I've ever used that feature. Um, uh, yeah, so if you have used that feature since July 2017, um, yeah, the Facebook has uh, sent you an email, and also the next time that you log in, you'll be asked to change your password. Um, yeah, this is pretty big. Yeah. And, of course, they fixed the flaw um, by, I think, removing that feature entirely. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a quote. Um and it's from Mark Zuckerberg, and it's okay. from it's from the Cambridge Analytica breach. Okay. So it says, we have a responsibility to protect your data, and if we can't, then we don't deserve to serve you. Oh. And then this happens. <laughs> and then this happens. <laughs> you know, I think this is, like, very similar. This, this has to be, like, another one of those scenarios where Facebook was, like, remember when they were, like, deliberately breaking their app to see the limits of what people would, like, deal with? on their mobile app do you remember that like the, apparently there were like rumors flying around that facebook was deliberately introducing software flaws into their facebook application on mobile um just to test the patience the level of patience that their user base has i did not hear about that actually um, there was a, it. yeah there That's was crazy a, there was a there was a rumor they were performing social experiments and this just seems like that like just how many breaches can they admit that they had while keeping their user base the same i don't see i feel like these breaches like make the news and like our circle but like most people will just continue using it 
I don't know what it will take to get people off of Facebook. I know there's been sort of this kind of movement to like, okay, delete your Facebook account, but I really haven't seen like that. The same people still use it every day. It's they they still post the same stuff. They don't really care. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that they could do that to mess up so much that people were like, "We'll start move to start deleting their account in droves." Yeah, I think the main reason is because there's no nowhere else to really go. Like yeah. what? There's there's some other competitors that sort of they they want to be you know the next Facebook, but everyone's already there, so it's like. Yeah, I don't know where else they could really go from here. Google Plus. Google Plus. Yeah. It's still around. We'll get that going. I'll see you over there. Yeah, it's just me using it. I'll meet you there. It'll be quiet. I feel like it's just become so integrated into every single person's life that it's... Yeah. Yeah. Again, I can talk... I could go downstairs right now and call people I know who use it every single day and the result would be that none of them would change what they do. They yep. would use it every single – I could be like literally if you don't delete Facebook, I will come murder you. And they would be like, nah, I'm, it's okay. I'm, it's fine. It's fine. would be like, can you make it quick? <laughs> yeah, they'd be, like, they'd be like, yeah, can you make it quick? I have to update my, my status when you're done. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you won't be able to anymore because you will be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but that's okay. It's fine. Yeah. That doesn't get in the way of my event next week on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. I have to say happy birthday to my high school classmate that I have not seen since the day and, we had that class. And I could go to a large number of users that not only would not stop using Facebook, but if I told them they were impacted, they probably wouldn't change their password either because some no. people just don't care. And I'm like, that's fine if you do that. You just keep doing you and living in the security nightmare that is whatever the password history that you use for all of your computers. Like, I don't know. Like, remember when I asked last week, what are the main reasons of why the founders of Instagram would run away from Instagram? Yeah. At a time where they continue to grow while Facebook has become stagnant as far as the, the amount of users. Yeah. And this is just another reason why you get it. It's, it's carelessness. It's, you are a giant force in the tech realm and you couldn't care less about making the most important part secure you yeah. don't care it's it the more times that it happens it comes off as you don't care they don't and yeah and it, it there needs to, something has to happen whether yeah. it's someone holding them accountable i mean hell if people can sue musk over tweets why the hell can't we do something about about zuckerberg not given a crap whether you lose all your information or not right whether people can basically there's so much that's integrated into facebook you could steal someone's identity via facebook i guarantee that it has happened already and the fact that we are sitting here having a conversation about how no one is going to change the way that they approach facebook the way that they use it or their feelings on it and no one above us who actually has the ability or power to do this is going to hold them accountable for the repeated carelessness and lack of caring for their consumer is kind of ridiculous. A little bit. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little hype right there. No, that was that was that was a pretty great rant. It's warranted. Yes, it was warranted because oh, it is great. an addiction, and I think that it's something that's like like you were saying. It's an 
it's indicative of a larger problem that we have as a society that we can just tolerate this happening. And I don't think we're going to see any major change until you start seeing movements of people who are pushing to remove this stuff. But no one's going to do that. We talked about that when no doctor was on the podcast. Even I didn't. I was off for a week. Yeah. And then I was like, eh, you know, that's about it. Came the best back. I could do was I deleted the app. I didn't stop my account. I just deleted the app off my phone so I would stop checking it as much. That's the yeah, best that's, I could that's do. That's a step, yeah. right? Yeah. You have your phone on you all the time and you might not, you know just go on Facebook on, on your computer, you know, that reduces your amount of usage for sure. That helps uh, quite a bit. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But it, but it doesn't make me any less vulnerable to, no. especially because the amount that I used it in the past was almost to its full ex, fullest extent. I'm yeah. checking in my location. I'm putting what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, who I'm doing it with, where I am. It's who I'm related to, who I'm in a relationship. All of that is available. For anyone to just be like, cool, I'm that guy now. And then they are me, which is, I mean, awesome for them. But, like, it's mm -hmm. it sucks for me to not be me anymore. That would be awful. Yeah, I like you being you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll, I mean, like, and also, like, like, not only that, but, like, this escalated even further than this. Because you have um, Facebook as well being um caught blocking the news stories about this data breach so they were caught automatically blocking associated press and guardian stories about this data breach so that's a good thing they're trying to do a pr they're trying to cover <laughs> they're, up they're this trying pr to cover it up yeah they tried so hard to become everyone's news source and then they achieved it and another and then stopped caring about everybody and now they are controlling the news yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, dude, you want to talk about Google possibly filtering stuff out like people say that it has. I mean, our our commander in chief accuses everybody of doing it. <laughs> Facebook's doing it about themselves. Yeah. Yep. And instead of just coming out and admitting, hey, we screwed up. Here's how we're going to fix it for the 18th time because their words mean nothing anyway. So it doesn't matter even if they did say it. But how can you come out and and say nothing and then we catch you you're not even secure <laughs> enough to cover up your own cover-up they claimed like, it was we caught you doing it yeah they claimed it was anti-spam and oh if it is anti-spam that is the worst timing possible for that to kick in because yeah oh that... conveniently it's anti-spam <laughs> that happened to kick in right after you screwed everybody good yeah. work yeah it's, it's so stupid just like, I just, like if, oh, man. oh my god! And then like, it gets if, even better too. Like this is even the best thing to talk about from Facebook. God. Um, so a white hat, a white hat hacker, uh, had a stream going on uh, September thirtieth, and he said that he and he he wanted the bug bounty from this. He threatened to delete Mark Zuckerberg's account live using a known breach oh. that he found. On Facebook. That would have been the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so he's now he's obviously he's become a bit of a celebrity. Um, he's a, a self-proclaimed bug bounty hunter from Taiwan, um, and he's appeared on talk shows. And he was reportedly sued by a local bus operator uh, for breaching their systems to get a ticket for just three cents. <laughs> Is this the guy we talked about before? No, that was the guy in Hungary. That was probably, right. yeah, 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 Urban okay. was conveniently not there, so I, I'm going <laughs> to say that means it's probably him. Huh. 
Yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not even going to show your real face on the podcast. You're only, yeah, weird. Only Why lending you? more credit to it. Are you Irvin or aren't no. you? No, I am not. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he also uh, he also found an Apple Pay loophole, an Apple Pay loophole, which allowed him to pay one dollar for five hundred iPhones. Um, and he has done cyber attacks on Apple and Tesla, and he's listed on the Japanese messaging giant Lines 2016 Bug Hunters Hall of Fame. So this guy knows what he's doing. He knows his stuff. There you go. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he likes to go for high-profile breaches to prove his point. Um, and he's and I, I love this line from him. This is a direct quote in a post that he had. He says, I don't want to be a proper hacker, and I don't even want to be a hacker at all. He's like, I'm just bored and try to dabble so that I can earn some money. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy's taking down like the top companies in Silicon Valley and threatening to delete Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook account. Imagine being that good at something. You're just like, yeah, I just do it for fun or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. This doesn't even matter to me. It's I'm just, just bored, so I take down trillion-dollar company security systems, you know, and then threaten to delete their CEO's profile page on their own social network that they created, you know. <laughs> when I'm bored, I watch Netflix on the toilet too long and my legs go numb. This guy takes down trillion-dollar <laughs> corporations. Like, what is, the kind of life does this dude lead? That's his bored hobby? <laughs> my bored so, hobby is no one else's home. I can stay in here as long as I want. That's like... That's my board hobby. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And he says that uh, he, he canceled the live feed. He didn't actually delete Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook account. Um, but he says that he has reported the bug to Facebook and he will show proof when he gets the bounty from Facebook. And, of course, on Facebook, he publishes. He says, I shouldn't try to prove myself by toying with Zuck's account. <laughs> The thing I and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I honestly think that if he really wanted to prove a point by deleting someone's account, it's got to be Tom off of MySpace, right? I mean, that that would that would have way more impact on my life. Yeah, it would. Tom wasn't in my top eight anymore. I'd be devastated. I, I would be crushed. He's my number one all the time. But why um, wouldn't he be? Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at Facebook's history, they haven't exactly been the best company or the best example when it comes to paying these bug bounties so i guess in this case it does take a high profile breach in order to get what you want and in order to get them to see that hey maybe bug bounties are a good idea um so they in in 2013 they refused to reward khalil shrite I, th I think his name is i'm gonna i butchered that probably and i apologize but um, it was a systems information expert from Palestine for hacking into Zuckerberg's account and posting an Enrique Iglesias video on the wall of one of his college <laughs> friends. <laughs> so, I mean, he discovered that breach and they didn't, they didn't reward him for that. So, and also he's had his accounts hacked on Twitter and Pinterest as well. So, I mean, he's, this is, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is exactly unfamiliar to being the target of a lot of these like practical pranks and hacks so i guess this is what happened when you steal your your college roommates ideas right yeah or if you're bored yeah yeah <laughs> so that's funny um i just i i just think like how is it that the most important thunder part, like to me if 
if I have my privacy settings so like only friends can see my pictures and you screwed that one up, ah, eh, all right. Yeah. You screwed up the password. You screwed up the thing that lets you see all of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like the one most important part is the part you can't get right. Yeah. And and it sucks because they bought one of the best alternatives to them in Instagram. People loved Instagram when it came out. Yeah. Then they went, we're going to screw that up for you too. Yep. Because that's how little we care. Yep. I'm going to go talk about it with my inner circle on WhatsApp about how much I hate Facebook. <laughs> then we can go meet on, what is it, VR chat using our Oculus Rifts. Oh my God. If you want to have in-person meetings. Um, yeah. So that's funny. Man, the weather is really picking up. Yep. I don't know if it's raining for you guys as hard oh, as it is for me. It's insane, yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe if we have nothing else left to cover, we might want to bring an end to the episode. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. Okay. It is getting late. Mark Zuckerberg is shutting down the show. Yeah. He, he has control <laughs> of the weather. quite literally raining on our parade right now. He, he heard my anger and he was like, oh, you got anger, huh? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Without further ado, um, I did want to just jump into some of the closing things to talk about. We've already covered all that there is to cover on this episode, but um, if you liked what you heard and you happened to catch us uh, live, we stream once a week to, to Twitch, and we typically announce that ahead of time and at the time of recording across our Twitch, across our Twitter and Facebook account. Um, we also publish once a week to any number of podcatching apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, uh, you name it, we serve a podcast to it. So if you want to follow us there, feel free to do that. Um, if you liked us, feel free to drop us a review at bit.ly slash I4O review. Um, that will take you straight to our iTunes page where you can leave us a review there. Um, and every review helps. It helps move us up in the standings to get our message out to more listeners and it helps you guys in getting more peer-reviewed content for us to deliver to you because having more eyes on us makes us better at what we do because we learn from you guys as much as you learn from us um and on top of that um if you wanted to catch up with us and have a conversation with us you can also follow any one of us on twitter uh, as well as the main channel you can find that um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at industry 40 all spelled out. If you're watching the stream, those are above and below. So feel free to check out those. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, this has been episode 70. And Which is of course the sequel to 69. Nice. <laughs> and I will... Well, yeah, that, that's crazy. Episode 70. I still can't get over that we've made it this far. Um, I'm just glad I, I came back in time for another milestone. That's all. Yeah, yeah. you're here for every every episode's a milestone when you're here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, and with all that being said, this has been episode 70, and we will see you guys in the next one, Memoji or not. Tune in the next episode to find out my true identity. What will Irvin's <laughs> next form be? A who, monkey. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>